0: Finish Bloodborne, right? Did we already talked about that. I think like we already brought that up.
1: Um, no, we uh, no, we we haven't talked about that. And if we did, I've forgotten because our our schedule, our schedule oh, is all out of whack right now. <laughs> oh,
0: it's been a complete mess. Hopefully, this is all coming out when it should be coming out. I it, it, at this point, I think it should definitely be still fine because it's it's just been a mess. But yeah, it's just been a complete mess with a yeah it's, when both of us have actually been awake to record. It's <laughs> it felt it, like it.
1: It, it's been. A week and four days since we last recorded. Shit, shit, it has been. So oh it's 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 a it's a little bonkers feeling right now, but yeah, uh, I finished Bloodborne. Great game. Um, <laughs> uh, oh god. What?
0: Why? It's like. I think that I, I feel like uh I feel like Metal Gear Rising really just destroyed uh any video game's right to do the thing where you're like, you, you kill people, oh, those are people you killed. Metal Gear Rising is the greatest video game of all time. Um and I think that's about where I'm gonna cut it off so that we should probably go on topic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let... <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about homestuck.
0: Let... Yeah, okay. Alex, when you edit this, just uh, make it make it slow down with the part where I said that Metal Gear Rising is the greatest video game ever made, and then uh, <laughs> then we
1: can talk about the reading. Uh, wow, this reading. Um, wow, reading. What happened? I probably should have reviewed my notes before hopping in here.
0: <laughs> it has been like a week and a half, but um, no, this is a this is a pretty major one, honestly. Like I read this over the course of, like, basically the last week and a half, where, like, I would read, like, a couple of pages, like, take notes on them, and then come back the next day.
1: Yeah. And,
0: like, this there's so much stuff in this that gets, uh, like, plot threads, several plot threads are introduced that kind of transition into like a really big thing at the end of it so like i'm like let, let, let's let's go into it let's go into it uh, what? you you picked the page range i know that you know what
1: this shit is <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about you you picked the page, page range you just you, you just told did. me to say it no i didn't yeah
0: slander they're slandering me what, right what, now what, what, listeners what, do not believe their lies
1: i'm a beacon of truth what are you, what are you talking about
0: oh <laughs> uh, anyway um, okay, uh,
1: yeah.
0: oh, voice card. Let's get into it, then.
1: Let's get into it.
0: Okay. We're into uh, it.
1: So...
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Alright, so, um, this week we read 1504, or 1503, Egg Thing appears, uh, to 1644, uh, Nightmare Timeline is happening. Yeah. Um, so we open up, uh, with the, the thing that I totally predicted last time and didn't just read a page ahead to see what happened. Um, Dave's entry object is a, is a crow appears and it poops out an egg and that's his entry object. It says egg in, a in like a little gif uh, of scrib- scribbled words. And I, I think we brought this up last time, but like. Do you remember saying egg just being the funniest thing in the world yeah. on Tumblr yeah, yeah. in like twenty twenty eleven?
1: Yeah, 2012? we we did talk about this last time, but I I do remember that. It, yeah, it still kind of happens sometimes today. I still see people use egg in funny contexts just because it's the word egg.
0: Yeah, I don't know if like that. When did how to basic When was how to basic
1: like? Oh wow! Popular um, deep cut. <laughs> uh, deep cut. <laughs> how to basic was was popular. I want to say in, like, 2014, maybe, at the peak, maybe. Okay. I know he started in, like, maybe, like, 2010. So this could
0: be the origin of, like, egg-based humor. Yeah,
1: yeah, it could be. (laughs) What if if How Too Basic was inspired by Homestuck for egg-based humor? I think that like
0: smashing eggs and stuff, like the physical comedy of eggs, is probably like a layer out of just saying egg. Yeah. But like, I would not be surprised if how to basic like did all did all the how to basic videos as a direct chain of uh direct chain of results from this egg panel <laughs> and the the MS Paint scribbled egg gif. But yeah, uh, so Dave's got his entry item. Um, the, unfortunately for him, the crow sprite, uh, takes the egg and makes a nest of it on, like, the, the radio tower, I guess, on top of his, uh, apartment building. Um, Dave is, Dave is, uh, bamboozled by what he's supposed to do with the egg. He questions if he has to microwave it, he has to hatch it or something, how to, how to enter. Um, I actually don't think that it's ever, uh, resolved how he does it. Uh, or at least not in this reading, it is not. Yeah. Um let's see. We yeah, we see the, the crow sprite takes it, makes a nest, Dave's pissed, can't get to it. Um in the meantime, uh they they start to go over some more of the mechanics of like how Suburb is uh developing for them, where uh each connected player gets more and more resources to start out with. Um, they unlock more potential things to build in the, in the build registry thing. And, uh, there's, there, there's a couple of objects of note in here. Um, uh, do you want to fast forward through all of, like, what they do with that, or, or do you want to yeah. go
1: over it? Yeah, we, we could probably go forward through it, because it's, it's kind of just more, like, abstracting things we've already seen before, so that they happen quicker. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it's it's just it's just a a sequence of things being made easier for yeah. for Dave.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not gonna walk through every event like step by step, but I do think that this whole sequence is like pretty neat
1: in oh, yeah. terms of
0: how this stuff goes. Uh, I liked the, the torrent joke especially, like where there's the CD that he makes out of the registry and he installs it, and it's a torrent, it's it's a torrent client for transferring grist between players. That is one of those jokes that flew over my head when I was thirteen because yeah. I had no idea what a torrent client was. Same. Uh, but as a as an adult now, I can uh, appreciate the humor of uh, Dave just leeching constantly. Because honestly, he is that kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, where was I? where was I? All right. So going forward through all that stuff. Gonna land at 1523, uh where Ro- we go now to Rose, uh in her land again. Um and this is one of those points where I part of this log we saw before, but I wasn't sure what to what extent it was, and I I am just so fed up with uh homestuck.com's slash the old MSPA search function.
1: Yeah, it's it's really bad. Um I... I, I typically just, like, take, like, a, a line and just, like, put it in quotes and Google it, because that, that typically brings up the, the page that I'm looking for.
0: <laughs> when you Google a quote from a page instead of using the built-in search function, which basically does the same thing, like, it's it's not getting the job done. <laughs> for, for any listeners who do, did not read this comic in, like, years and years ago a decade ago this is how it always was this search function was implemented sometime like in 2010 or 2011 and it it, it, it it's st- it, it was always this way it just doesn't work or like it it is barely functional and it is extremely user unfriendly i hate it and it's especially annoying when you're trying to go through like tester logs that occur multiple times and see uh like find the context for things.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah I was able to be able to figure out that, uh, half of this pester... Or, or, like, a chunk of this pester log happened before, uh, where John pestered Rose and asked if she was in, uh, the medium yet. Uh, but now- we're now picking up when she starts to respond. Um... So, Rose, uh... Brings up that the trolls were contacting her, or they 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 discuss the uh, contact they've had from the trolls and how they seem to want to be friends, um, and how both of them are like interested in it. Uh, Rose is, seems to be pretty uh, Rose is more interested than John is. John is just kind of fed up with their shit, uh, and the whole time travel thing. He drops an R bomb. Uh, to describe the time travel shenanigans. Classic John. <laughs> Um, Rose vents a little bit about how Dave is incompetent again. Um, and I, uh, this is like another, this moment was a little bit, caught me a little bit off guard, uh, cause she pretty much straight up says that she's going to vent at him and then basically doesn't, um, besides kind of sneaks in that she doesn't think that Dave is very that she doesn't think Dave is very good at what he's doing yeah um John uh brings up that uh he feels weird whenever uh John (laughs) brings up that like the experience of being in the game and having Rose watching and talking to him is weird uh which I wasn't sure what to make of that um but it's, it's it's there I guess yeah I feel like we've kind of scoped out of like the meta stuff, but it's definitely there, and I noticed it a bit in this in this reading. Do you have any thoughts on that? This one?
1: Um, not really. Yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. There's like a lot. There there was like a couple moments in Pester Logs I felt like where I wanted to kind of zoom in, but right now we're kind of in our big dense reading mode where we can't really there's not really a lot to scope in on, or, like, there are more things to focus on, I guess. Yeah. Uh,
1: this page more or less just felt like John and Rose just catching up with one another. Mm -hmm. With one another. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, uh, anyway, on the next
1: page, uh, we, there's, there's a new troll. There, there is a new troll. Pop, pop the champagne bottles. I don't have one. Where, where, where my Libras at? <laughs> Does this bring us
0: up to, I think this is our fourth? Yeah, this is the fourth troll that we've gotten dialogue from at this point. Yeah. And it's Terezi, a fan favorite. Uh, well, I probably one. I know that she's one of your favorites. Oh, yeah. I am also, a, I am also a, a moderate Terezi fan. She's pretty great. Love her. I love her so much. Uh, but she doesn't really make a great case for herself here when the first (laughs) thing that she says to Rose is that her mom hates her and has left her. Classic. Classic Terezi. Not a nice thing to say to somebody. Come on. Come on. It's (laughs) great. I mean, like, it's kind of funny, but, like... Also, we've been talking about the whole, like, strange homestuck parental... Like, the homestuck kids and their parental relationships... And how sad a lot of them are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was not expecting Teresa to just come out swinging like this.
1: I mean, it... It kind of makes sense, and we'll get into it when we get to Act 5, Act 1. But uh-huh. considering the trolls and how their society works, um, it kind of makes sense that Teresi would just come swinging like that.
0: <laughs> but at the same time, this... Definitely isn't the first time from Terezi's perspective that she's talked to Rose. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just her being a dick for the for the sake of it. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, she knows it'll work. So <laughs> there's that. Um. She does, uh, say in this Pesterlog that she prefers to not do the dumb backwards time sliding thing. Uh, I am not really. And I'm not particularly inclined to believe her, given that she's not super honest. Or, or... We'll see in this reading that maybe Teresi is being a little bit insidious uh, at this point
1: yeah. in the game.
0: Uh, but she does, as, as a reader, she explains, and a, and a player, I guess, too, she explains a lot of really helpful stuff. There's a number of exposition dumps uh, today, or this this reading. Uh, and this is the first one of them, is that she explains the exiles, like, mechanically. Yeah. That they help with the session, uh, they, they talk to the kids, they help guide them, and then their job is to, after their job is done there, they have to help rebuild the dead planet uh, that was destroyed by the meteors. Which is, yeah, that's that's the point of it. Um, gives a little bit more uh, intrigue to the, some of the intermission stuff, retroactively. Yeah. That I had forgotten I had forgotten that uh, the exil- the purpose of the Exiles was to rebuild the planet. And that really puts the Spade Slick line from the intermission that, uh, or the, the the part where he gets put into a timeline where, uh or the part where they go into the timeline where Spade Slick is dead and yeah. there's no civilization that puts that into a different light. And it starts to really kind of put the intermission in the context of Homestuck in general.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is neat. Um. And she also says that the point of this is to continue the cycle, quote unquote. Uh. So, like, sow the seeds of the planet again and continue the loop. Game drops Paradox Space, uh, Mobius double reach around. Uh. And in general throughout the whole thing she's excessively cruel but also very funny. It's great. I love Terezi. But, yeah, what, 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 do you have any commentary on this one?
1: Um I just think it was fun to read like mm-hmm. uh like she go she goes through things that like I obviously know very well, so I I I I when things like that happen, I tend to like accidentally not make note of them because I don't know, I'm, like, used to, like, particular knowledge in Homestuck, so it feels like, unimportant to me, and I forget that, like...
0: This is the first time that we've learned yeah, this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great read. Um, it's even better, uh, seeing Terezi be antagonistic towards Rose for, like, non Homestuck proper reasons. Because <laughs> they think Things happen later that we will get to maybe one day that it, it, it kind of puts a different light on this, this dialogue and I'll keep it at that.
0: Okay. Yeah. We're, we're still at the point. Well, I mean, I, unless I am generally not, I'm I'm genuinely not sure what you're talking about. Uh, but I wouldn't know if it's like post, if
1: it's like in the depths of act six. Oh, but, no, no it, like, outs- it's like it's it gone. It's like outside of Homestuck proper, like entirely.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So you're talking like different, okay. All right, well, maybe we'll get to that someday. I was just going to bring up that uh, anything that happens in the comic, or at least up until Act 6 starts, could basically be at any point in Therese- from Terezi's perspective because of the non-linearity of how the trolls communicate with the kids. Yeah. Which really puts all of the character relations in a really interesting light, uh, because it they they just say basically that, hey, we've already been talking forever, and now I have to actually go through the step of becoming your like becoming acquainted with you, yeah, uh, which is a really strange relationship dynamic for like even like just friendship.
1: Yeah, it um, it's it's really unique. Like I I I want to say Homestuck is probably the only piece of media that like does that kind of relationship between characters, where, like, they're functioning on entirely different chronologies and timescales. Well,
0: there's, like, media that explores, like, like, someone goes back in time and then has to become, like, acquainted with somebody again, but, like, it's- I can't think of another piece of media that does it in this- with this kind of, like, lighter tone, or where it's not played, like, the most gravely serious thing ever.
1: Yeah. Um, the only thing, the only thing I can think of that kind of uses that is Doctor Who. <laughs> cursed Because, um, there, there's a, the, the Doctor's wife, um, is a, is a character who appears multiple times across, like, five seasons. And there, there's a, there's a chart that, like, shows how their timelines, like, intertwine, and it's, like, complete nonsense. <laughs> You've used up
0: your thirty seconds of ever talking to me about Doctor Who for the rest of my life. I, I get it. I get it. It's fine. I was gonna bring up something like uh like uh Steinsgate or the worst version of Steinsgate, which is Madoka Magica. <laughs> but like those stories just like focus on like one like there's a tragic relationship between two characters and one of them has to go back in time and like fall in love with them again, basically, which is oh. like super tragic. Yeah. Uh but it's it, 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 that's the only thing I can think of to compare this kind of thing to that Act 4 is doing where but it's a completely different thing because it's not like that at least to our knowledge it's not like that yeah Uh, where they're just kind of have this antagonistic relationship where they're very upfront about hey we have to become friends now so I guess I have to stop being like a super asshole to you for a second am yeah. still be an asshole yeah Th- yeah Storytelling is strange. I I I wish that there was something else that I knew of that kind of did this because it is an interesting approach to like bashing two characters together. Yeah. Um. Just to also note, she, she does drop the phrase Mobius Double Reach around, which is I think the Act Five Act
1: One name. Yeah. Uh. Really great string of words. Really iconic. Uh, huge orgiastic
0: Mobius double reach around is, yeah, it's it's great way to... F- it, it describes the whole thing. It does. <laughs> Self g- Giant self-fulfilling clusterfuck. Um, so, okay, so after we've we spent enough time milling about this, uh, the comic then immediately, in its own terms, pulls a mean double reach around where it goes back to uh, a to the past of John wishing Jade a happy birthday. Uh, this is the this is Jade's thirteenth birthday, correct? Uh, yeah. or 12th. yeah, 13th. Uh, yeah, thirteenth,
1: yeah.
0: Right, because they're all in. Yeah, okay. Um, the the happy birthday Jade pester log that we already got is split up in the middle, and we get to see. The actual exchange between Jade and one of the trolls, who is Carcat, uh, in the midst of that, um, Karkat, uh, shows up with a message from a f- Jade far in the future. Uh, I worked on Future Future Jade because it's a Jade in the future from the Jade that we know. Yeah. Uh, we... Where he warns that her dream bot's gonna explode, and when that happens, to get in contact with the trolls, because they'll know what to do. And then he 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 says, whatever, believe me, don't believe me, I did my job, I'm out of here. Which is another, which is like, I don't know. I think that kind of sums up why I like Karkat so much. Or like, his characterization.
1: Yeah. Karkat, good. Karkat, really good. Yeah. I
0: I love, um, I, it, it's weird because this kind of thing you don't really have context for why they're acting like this but it conveys the tone really well because Carcat in this pastoralogue seems like really desperate and upset yeah uh which is a cool it, it, i love the uh it's cool that the dialogue is written in such a way that you can get the tone um And you can, like, sense a tone disparity from normally, where, even though his tone is always the same, where he's loud and angry. Although, I mean, I guess that's just writing one-on-one, but it's... I I went into this uh not expecting to be super wowed by how much I would like the characters and the way they talk, but I am, so... I came in with low standards and I'm impressed.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I had a I had a, like a brain shut off moment for a second there.
0: <laughs> You're like, why am I doing a podcast with this fucking guy? He doesn't even like this comic. <laughs>
2: That's
0: a joke. I do. It's it's, it's pretty alright. Uh but yeah, that happens. Um the the next page, uh I the uh we, we get another cut just to Carcat at his computer. Uh Damn, it's, the, it's the guy. Off. I I noted that um there's a couple of these panels, and none of them have a background. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know if it's that's a deliberate decision by Hussey to not show what's going on, or if it's just like there wasn't one at this point, or didn't have any idea uh, what he would actually make it look like. I, also, the the symbol on his shirt is extremely lazily drawn.
1: Oh yeah. Um, I, I I think not showing the background is very deliberate because I feel like at this point Hussey knows like what these characters are going to be doing when he finally shows what they're going to be doing and Mm. if if the context of where they are was shown in the background that would open up so so many questions yeah uh yeah (laughs) yeah
0: um This also just starts to beg the question of, like, does blocking on PesterChump do anything?
1: I've- I've wondered that for, like, years. Is- uh, like,
0: it, it seems just so worthless, but then again, I remember, like, blocking on Tumblr and how ineffective that was. Yeah. So, like, I guess it's kind of believable at the same time. It's just really funny how it never- just it just doesn't do anything. Um... I, I while we're on the subject of Twitch I also find it kind of funny in retrospect how uh the troll like the rancorous status is basically just reserved for the trolls. Yeah. Uh it's like this platform was just made specifically for this purpose. Um let's see. Uh we the the the, the gift efficates uh by past this is past, past. This this is one past Jade. Uh, so the green package saga continues through time. And then uh, then um, we get another Terezi where Terezi starts to talk well, to past John. Did I miss
1: something? Yeah, I I I just want to note um, has has Jade already mentioned uh the friend that is helping her work on the package before? Like, has she mentioned that concept? I can't remember.
0: Uh, I honest to God forget, which means they are doing a really shitty job with
1: this whole podcast thing. It, it's fine, it's fine. There's a lot of things to keep up with in Homestuck. Um, if if she has brought it up before, ignore what we're about to say. If she hasn't brought it up before, wow, I wonder who, I wonder who's working on this package with her. It's really interesting that this this package efficates from a d- probably different time point. I wonder who's who the friend is that's working on this package,
0: yeah, crazy,
1: crazy <laughs> We're, I, we've talked about you
0: you you've talked about like the timelines people make I want to see a green package timeline i uh, that might exist it better uh I would like to look at it except that I know it would probably be spoilers for things that I have no idea about, so i will I will refrain from that until much later. But yeah, uh, the, the, Jade's got a pen pal, um, the, just, there's some package thing going on. The green package's saga deepens and widens, as it always has been doing. Yes. Uh, and then, um, we get the, yeah, more Terezi. Terezi Um, antagonizing John.
1: Something interesting about this page is that Terezi's, Terezi's symbol is black, and I feel like that's something to do with gif compression. But it's it's just black. It probably is. Like we've seen we've seen the
0: colored symbol before. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my husky notes and see if there's anything about that. There's not. It it's just like that. Uh, you I guess we can uh. This, this is the beginning of the alternate Turezi theory. There's a <laughs> <laughs> there's a black symbol Turezi now. Um, this is like bigger Luke we have black
1: terese. Can you call it that? <laughs> no. No. I mean we can. Yeah, we can. We can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Um uh, okay. Anyway, uh this is uh another like Terezi being extremely cruel out of nowhere moment. Um where like She opens up just laughing, like, just typing in, ha-ha, hee-hee. Uh, and then when John joins in, she questions why he would dare laugh at a blind girl, and then threatens to murder him.
1: This is why I love Terezi. It It is hard to dislike Terezi. Just her weaponizing her disability like that. (laughs) Just to threaten John. It's so funny. I
0: wonder... I, you saying that has now, like, cracked the lid on, like, me thinking, I, I bet there's some great Therese disability discourse
1: out there. Um, uh, there, there was Therese disability discourse that got pretty big around, mm-hmm. I think, I, yeah, at some point in Act 6. It's in Act 6, we'll get there, we'll probably talk about it, because it's, it's kind of a controversial thing that happened. A lot of things in Act Six happen that are kind of controversial.
0: Yeah. Does this have anything to do with like the the slew of other things that kind of happened when uh, Hussy lashed back at the excessive wokeness of the fandom? Uh, I guess you could say, or
1: is this just another thing? It's it it it's kind of another thing that 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 just seemed like oh Hussey didn't really think this out. When I say that
0: I'm not I'm not endorsing any of the sh- the, the tasteless stuff in Act Six. I, I
1: didn't mean it that way. It was, it was a figure of speech. <laughs> it, it's kind of <laughs> I'm not similar. Not endorsing Tamara. <laughs> no, it's it, it's kind of similar to a situation that happens with Tavros in like Act Five, Act Two. Oh God, I was just gonna bring that up because we we're gonna get to a
0: little bit of Tabros in just a second here. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the I had never really considered the the whole disability angle of a lot of things in this comic until recently, which I guess is kind of a sign of. Me being a about as privileged as they get, um. But the it, it, I am now realizing that like the like the two uh two of the four trolls we have met so far are the ones who have like kind of a disability plot line or characteristic that sort of defines a lot of how they act in the story or like how they kind of are shown in the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once we get to Act Five, we'll actually get to interact with these characters like in person. It'll can talk about it more yeah but...
1: we we can crack it wide open we can get it we can get into it yeah
0: i think it's 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 i think it's valid to raise this topic now considering that terezi just basically verbally beat the shit out of john by laying a trap and then getting him to inadvertently laugh at her disability or at least accuse or accuse him of that i guess
1: <laughs> uh and 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 with that weaponization of her disability the the the, the happiness being siphoned out of John between these two panels. Oh, it's
0: amazing. <laughs> he does this little dipshit smile that we haven't seen in a little bit. That I uh, I think it was in Act Two he did this, or yeah. Act One or Act Two he did this, and I yeah it was Act Two, and I, I was like oh I love his little dipshit smile, <laughs> and then Terry just
1: sucks all the joy out of him like a vampire. Just just him <laughs> going from being happy happiest boy in the world. Smile on his face, t- <laughs> typing at his keyboard, just frozen, distraught.
0: I mean, he's a twelve-year-old just received a death threat. Like, <laughs> I, 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 so this. I, I like to believe that this is an instance of these characters being their age. Yeah. And like, he's twelve. He's just chatting around the internet, and he's just received his first threat of murder. <laughs> he's just scared.
1: He's gonna tell dad about it. God! That'd make for a good little comic. John telling Dad about getting death threats online. <laughs> so, if nobody's
0: made this yet, this would be a great way to get a couple hundred uh, likes and retweets, I think. We would retweet it. It's yeah. definitely funny. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the next page, we get to... We actually get our first uh, visual on on Therese. Uh, she's... she's uh, she's got a pretty cool look she's got those nice iconic red glasses the black lipstick and the pointy teeth and she's just having a we're having a riot here It's great. laughing at this po- laughing at this poor child uh, <laughs> distress it's
1: great um uh, yeah
0: we yeah we're we're a Tracy positive uh podcast friend of Is the there- pod friend of the pod Tracy pyro <laughs> I was gonna say, um, and maybe we can talk about this more later if there, the answer is yes. But like, I know there's there's a never-ending Briscoe discourse. Is there a Terezi discourse? Because she can be, she's pretty questionable sometimes.
1: Um, there is occasional Terezi discourse. Um, mm-hmm. most of the discourse around Terezi uh, involves things that happen to her, not things that she does. Yeah. So, kind of yes and yeah. no.
0: I can't we like, tell equipped to talk about discourse. <laughs> we our discourse. Our discourse toolbox is so small right now. We, we have we, like Strider discourse.
1: We we are creeping up on like the discourse, like treasure chest.
0: I know, I know. I I got to the end of this reading and I was like, oh yo, sh- shit is happening in this comic. <laughs> um, okay, but but for now we have to we have to chew through a bit of stuff right now. Unless there's anything else you want to add on that thread. Nah, we can we
1: can we can keep moving. Okay,
0: um, to back to our most like possibly most discourse neutral character set. Uh, we get more exile stuff here. Yeah. Um, where we continue the flashback from PM. Uh, where she's she's the parcel mistress. She enters the 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 dark kingdom. She enters Durst Uh, to pursue AR. Uh, and try to get the package from him. Um we in her movement around she passes by a a diamond's drug looking fellow with what appear to be like cat ear headphones um Did,
1: yeah what is the deal with this uh the this i i i i i've i've seen i've seen him wearing this before obviously and i it, it always confused me when i saw it but it didn't hit me until this reading that th- this this was a a a I don't know if it's like a hairband or if it's actual like cat ear headphones or what He doesn't have any hair. I know, but like it's <laughs> yeah. it's obviously like clothing that was forced on him by by uh the Black Queen. Mm-hmm. Like like how she tried to get uh Jack to to wear the the funny hat and he wouldn't do it. The clown stuff. Yeah, but uh looks like our our good friend uh droog is much more willing to wear the funny the funny clothes we don't see this in our monologue maybe he hates it maybe he does hate it maybe he's <laughs> miserable uh maybe he's it, thinking about committing a hate crime because of it <laughs> i don't know
0: yeah it, it i didn't realize for uh basically until you said it just now that this is the effect of uh jaspers being prototyped that he has to wear the suit and the cat ears yeah uh because it just is really random and just out of nowhere if you're if you're not thinking on multiple levels here but it looks funny it does look did, funny
1: it, do it they just... even
0: inv- did they even invent cat ear headphones when this panel was published
1: i i don't know <laughs> I I I I always just felt like those were like a universal constant, like they're, they're just always here.
0: They always will be. Did I interrupt you? Were you gonna say something important?
1: Uh,
0: no, not really. Good, stay in your lane, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh god, we've written too much Taraji dialogue. Um, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, anyway, continuing the flashback. Uh p m takes a very wrong turn somewhere and ends up in the court of the uh black queen um it appears uh she's got her uh, all the aspects that are prototyped onto her uh she's got like the, the 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 clown crown the Jasper sprite tentacles uh the one arm it's pretty pretty intimidating yeah don't <laughs> don't say anything about her being
1: sexy. I I wasn't gonna say that. Uh, I I feel like it's 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 just kind of a follow up to like the whole prototyping thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was ever if if it's ever like said like point blank this this is obviously what's going on, but it's it's just kind of a world building thing that like when John entered uh the only thing that his sprite was prototyped with was the Harlequin, so everyone uh the the Dursites. You know they they had to wear clown stuff, but when when Rose entered, her sprite was prototyped with both Jasper's and the the Tentacle Princess. Mm-hmm. So everyone's wearing both of them. So yeah. it it's it's just kind of cementing that like whatever is prototyped pre-entry is gonna be the effect. So <laughs> the Durst lights aren't all grandma. That would. <laughs> We, we need to see that.
0: We, I feel like they would just be all wearing like the glasses. Yeah. Maybe have
1: like the, the buck tooth smile. I, I, I feel like it would be more stark with the black queen. I feel like maybe, (laughs) I feel like maybe she would have a face formed to be like grandma's face. This is a terrifying thought. Yeah, yeah. This is a bad thought. Maybe we should move
0: on. Um, <laughs> grandma's Grandma's face mashed with like the cat face. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> anyway, move, moving onward. They do they do have like the cat face outlines. It's subtle, but it's there. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Uh. PM is of course quite intimidated by this because it's a, quite an intimidating situation to find oneself in. Um. And the black queen just directs her to the the office of the arch agent to, to Jack's office. Um instead of having her killed, which I was I, I I was worried for PM when I saw this here. I was like, yeah, whoa, this seems like a bad situation to find oneself in. Um but yeah, thankfully, just getting getting redirected to go seek out the paperwork doer. Um we go back to uh to Rose and her land and her correspondence from her exile. Uh we see uh Let's see um her exile uh takes takes their leave um with the with the message find your sprite uh realize your purpose again Rosa's exile is so much more articulate than uh the others no yeah. hate on I hate on the others but it's the, the, the contrast is stark yeah um and then we get another payoff on another thing we talked about in like early on where Rosa rose It says on 1540, uh, you return to a more typical mindset. You suddenly feel empowered to make important decisions on your own without supervision, parental or otherwise. Which kind of goes back to what we were, what we brought up before with WV and John's behavior in the medium, where the way that the exiles, like, communicate to them, like, has a really big influence on their own, like, mental state. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, cool. I think that, I think it's pretty neat. Uh, and then uh, Rose, it Rose it occurs to Rose to sip the martini. Uh, I was immediately extremely worried here because I know uh, events far far down the line.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When this happened, I just kind of frowned. I was like, man, <laughs> things are gonna happen later, and I'm it, it's gonna be rough. Uh,
0: no, but she hates it. She'll be straight edged as Hussey says in his comment here. Uh guess that Rose will be straight edge for life. <laughs> Thank Ooh. God. Man, all my worries are gone. <laughs> that could that could have been a sticky situation. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh not relevant for a long time. Uh we go back to the 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 future exiles, not the future past exiles. Future f- future Past, present exiles. Uh, the the fourth exile suddenly appears, uh, and it, it's the windswept questant, which I taking fifteen milliseconds to look at words and know about words. I saw WQ, and I was like, "Oh, white queen, obviously."
1: No, no, that that can't be right. No way. You, you don't know. You don't know that.
0: <laughs> uh, AR and WV are are thrown into another frenzy by this appearance of this second tall white female, um, which I love the, I love the dudes rock saga. Uh, <laughs> every, every time it's good. Um, PM in the, the nor- normal, normal, ti- normal future timeline PM, uh, observes, uh, or commands John to put the tablet into a into the mail pipe, um, to kind of tie up this whole thing, uh, or tie up how this whole thing happens. Um, let's see. Uh, we go back to the uh future or the the past present exile. This is confusing. How do, I, I'm just gonna say the exiles and the 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 normal present time. Um, PM locates Jack's office, uh, he's nowhere to be found, uh, there's a weird, like, dress hanging up in Jack's office. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I forget if we ever get to see him in this, but I'm sure that would be quite a sight. I, um.
1: I don't think we do. Unfortunate. Unfortunate? I think, I think I've seen art of, like, him in it, but. Probably. Any...
0: People have drawn any Homestuck character in any outfit. Um, Any
1: outfit? Yet, to this day, I can't find art of V-Word wearing Bloodborne armor? Come on. Be the change you want to see in the world. I can't draw! (laughs) Learn. Um... (laughs) we will find someone to commission. It's fine.
0: I ain't even gonna lie, that would be pretty cool. Uh... But anyway, uh, Jack intrudes on PM. Um, It's it's, it's his office. Uh, Can he help you? Um, He he will not hand over the parcel to PM unless uh, she carries out a kill order and brings him the crowns of the white uh, queen and king. Um, Which is like... I, I don't know that, that that's quite a proposal uh, It's a big for, order that's... for, for t- in exchange for a package um but yeah uh pm accepts this duty she gets the sword that we saw her have before um and uh she goes on her merry way uh jack decides to have a look inside the package uh, and I had completely forgotten about this panel where, like, Jack looks into the open box and he does, like, the O underscore O phase.
1: It's so good. It... <laughs> Man, I wonder what he sees in there. It's, a, it's
0: such a good panel. I, I feel like I've seen and probably made countless, like, image manipulations of this panel where, like, something's coming out of the box. He looks into the box, there's Baby Dave in there. <laughs> Did you ever hang around in like the MSPA forums and image manipulation threads?
1: I I I did not. I I wasn't a forums person, but I yeah, but I you... was like
0: not sorry. I was like not like super active on most of the forums, but I did hang out in the image manipulation threads a lot. And I think this was a pretty big panel to be memed uh before like The Act 5 Act 2 slew really hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it, <laughs> this panel is great. It brings back some memories. It's also just really funny. I,
1: I I was gonna say you saying Baby Dave in the box brought back a, a very a very suppressed memory of the Baby Dave meme. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, uh, oh, we're not even to Baby Dave yet. Uh, I just brought that. I just brought that up completely out of line.
1: I'll I'll talk about it now instead of waiting until we see Baby Dave. We'll, okay. we'll see, baby. We can Dave. talk about it again later. <laughs> yeah, we, we can talk about it again. But oh man, the the whole the whole meme of like printing out pictures of baby Dave and like hanging hanging them up in places mm. IRL. Man, what a what a nightmare I had, realm.
0: I I had forgotten that it made its way into reality. Oh like, yeah, it's it, like a
1: meme. I think that, I think that was a Tumblr thing to do. Because mm-hmm. I remember doing it. I I printed out a i printed out a few Baby Daves and hung them around my school.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I remember. I remember the, the my. The, there was one that like never got taken down, and it was the one that I hung outside on like a corkboard in front of the the theater because I was a theater kid. Um.
0: Explains a lot, am I remember, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> I, I'm just gonna let like you sit I on that. Actually, I, yeah. I, do, I don't I don't hate theater kids, but you know theater kids theater kids. I mean, I wasn't like a actor or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't one of those theater kids. I was <laughs> I was backstage. I I moved stuff. I, I bet I you t- like
0: Hamilton, you piece
1: of shit. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. I I worked my way up to being the 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 lighting and sound director. Come on, I. I I fucking, deserve respect. Fucking careerist. <laughs> we we got to move on. We got to get out of here. <laughs>
0: we got it's a, it <laughs> We've lost the theater kid audience. I've I've narrowed our base. That's everyone. That's
1: everyone. That's like oh, all Homesuck readers.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh oh wow, well. They're, they're gonna get... Uh, uh, ten years from now, when this is done, and we can do analytics on where people dropped off and, like, the curve, we're going to see a big drop at this episode. <laughs> no one's gonna listen after this one. Um, let's see. Uh, where, where were we? Okay, so we go back to, uh, our, our, some of our kid characters. Um, we go back to Dave's apartment where Jade is kind of deploying shit willy-nilly, uh, because the Strider household was tiny, and they... She gotta put it somewhere. Um. She's uh deploying a bunch of shit so that he can capture log it and then uh like make a punch card. Um. He's just giving up on make keep like making sense of it. Uh. But they kind of continue to work with the alchemiter and make this whole streamline the whole process further. Uh, there's some pretty, this is, like, a pretty cool sequence, I thought, of, like, the logic of the jumper block, and basically streamlining the, uh, the whole alchemy process, or, like, making the machine more self-contained. Yeah. Um, I do want to just touch on the, the attachment that just attaches the giant metal statue of, like, the Game Bro guy on it. Do you know what the Game Bro guy, like, that, the, the, drawing of the guy in that pose is from? I do not. Every time we have this moment, I'm like, yes, I'm the lore master. Is this from the Wizardology book? It is not from the Wizardology book, but it, it is from an unbelievably offensive Team Special Olympics comic. Oh, no! <laughs> no, is... not that way. You, you've invoked the name of Team Special Olympics. Okay. For anybody who doesn't know... um. In Hussey's problematic, uh, checkered past of internet, of foundational internet humor, uh, way, way back, like I think in like 2004, yeah, uh, he had a webcomic called Team Special Olympics that was basically mostly really just dumb, uh, shock, short shock humor gags, yeah, uh, this, this is from a particularly egregious comic. Uh, but it does the punchline of the comic. Insofar as there is a punchline, is just like this guy doing this pose, and it's I don't know the the image is kind of funny. Yeah, uh, it every time there's it, I, I'm oh my god English every uh progressed thing with Dave where another like old hussy reference comes up is really funny to me. I kind of like that. Dave is the the hussy uh maybe not self insert but avenue through which a lot of hussy's old content or like his more per- personal humor comes through. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I you can't really say that Dave is hussy's self insert because hussy literally has a self insert later but the spoilers but um I don't know. Dave is like I think part of the reason that Dave is so, uh, consistently like the the writing that goes into Dave is so high effort is probably because like Hussy just really likes Dave. Yeah. That's my theory. Um, let's see, is there anything more? Let's see, is there more here besides just kind of the fuck fucking around with the machine?
1: Not all all the way up until uh 1578. I think. Jeez. Yeah, it's just it's just upgrading the 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 al al, al-, al- alchemiter, alchemiter. <laughs> Uh Dave makes a tiny air conditioner, and that's it. That's the that's the most important thing that comes out of this.
0: Uh, there's the. What was it? Uh, the when Jade tries to draw the IntelliBeam laser station on her capture pad, it turns into some kind of Lego mech that I feel like I should recognize, but I don't. Is it Lego? It's, yeah, I was, well, I was gonna ask you to recognize it, I guess not, but yeah, it's pretty clearly Lego if you take a, like, close look at it. Oh. Huh. Oh, it, it is! It has, like, a, <laughs> I, I, on, on a further look, I doubt this is a, an official Lego thing, because it has, like, the Zone of the Ender's dick cockpit. Yeah, it's, Maybe like, it's too cool.
1: It's too cool looking to be actual Lego. Hey, we love Bionicle here. I know, I know, but like, Bionicle was like its own thing. Like a traditional Lego set, it's got to be like high, high effort to be looking cool. There was the, like the old
0: anime style, we're, we're getting off track here. There's like the old anime style, the like Lego mech line. I don't know if you're familiar with those. But I'm wrong. not. All right. They're, they're, they, they they came with pe- the little minifigures came with like anime hair pieces and one of them I like, cut my finger on one time because it was really sharp. Huh. But yeah. Sad. We don't have time. We don't have time on this one to to, to to get stuck on the Lego conjecture. Um, let's see. Uh, John, we go back to John. John has found the car. Uh, that has already been plundered by Ar. So the the package eludes him further. Um, the he is he is pestered again by he, well yeah he's pestered again by Therese. Uh, she she again antagonizes him on basis of her disability. Um, the joke in here uh where Therese says not to make fun of her handicap um and then she counters with the blindness of the least speak and then she says both <laughs> is really funny to me but also kind of uh raises the question of if the trolls are like behest f- somehow to type like that
1: yeah <laughs> I was for a second I was worried that my audio cut out. <laughs> uh we're having, you know, we're having a lot of awkward pauses this episode i don't know what it is i was hoping that you could fill
0: in there like say like well yeah the trolls have to talk like that or like no they just do it because it's funny uh but no i guess i i <laughs> I, <not> I, gonna...
1: <laughs> I don't know if if there's ever a reason given i i know there's a reason given for why teresi types the way she does but
0: I mean, like, the the letters that she replace, the numbers she replaces with are, like, 4, 1, and 3, which is, like, a pretty dead giveaway that something's going on.
1: I, yeah. But, like, but like, there, she has, like, an actual, like, lore reason for those mm-hmm. numbers. Like, those numbers are important to her for a reason. But with the other trolls, I don't think there's any... I, I, I want to say that, like, she's, like, the only one that has a reason to type that way.
0: Uh, Tavros. Tavros has a reason. Um, I think... Or, or, Does he have I reason? forget that this is, is it because he's I don't a know tool? if it's... I don't know if it's, <laughs> it's that he sucks. Uh, I don't know if it's canon or if it's just, like, a really popular theory that, um, Tavros, uh, he tries to use caps lock because, um, like, it, it makes him seem cooler, uh, like Carcat. Oh. Uh, but he forgets to t- stop trying to capitalize and, um. He hits uh he hits the comma key instead of the period key uh so he's trying to like talk in all caps and be like he's trying to trail off and be cool and mysterious but he's just like is bad at it
1: yeah
0: but, hmm. yeah, uh, yeah I don't know I the, just the, the joke well the joke just kind of made me question like uh if if there it, it the uh the extent of the how the, the trolls' typing quirks are a plot device, or if they're just there to make them distinctive.
1: Um, I think for the most part, it's to make them distinctive.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Uh, I wish some of them were less distinctive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like all the typing quirks we've had so far are relatively easy to read. Um. Yeah. Like, God, I. I'm not looking forward to some of the harder to read ones. Um, but yeah, enough of the, enough of the future speculation that makes up like a good 40% of our episodes. Um, <laughs> but let's see, uh, Therese in this, in this, in this pastor log, I'm going to check, refresh on my notes because I haven't read this one in a couple days. Um, Therese in this pastor log seems to have kind of given up on playing by the rules. Uh, and she is making a proposal to John to skip some steps and basically just go right to killing the denizen. Yeah. Um she basically says she wants to fuck with the timeline and see what happens. Uh which it, I I feel like John is a little bit stupid to go along with this.
1: Uh, yeah. But... <laughs> John John's pretty stupid cuz it, it, it's like known now that like they can see like uh the trolls can see like the kids like whole future mm-hmm. and just the concept of getting a message from a troll and the troll being hey I have access to your entire future let's let's do something that's not in that future mm-hmm. just to just to break things and see what happens that like come on John Come on. C- c- come on. It's kind of weird, champ. It is pretty weird, champ. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't really know why he decides to go along with it, besides that he's just kind of, like, gullible at this point. Yeah. Um, she just, she explicitly says, like, let's break things. Like, I, like, I want, she says, I want to mess with it and see, and taste what happens. Uh, like she literally just says, "Let's fuck around and find out." Um, and John just accepts this because uh, he sees it as like help or like, I don't like like the only like the only help that she's offering is uh like to her own ends basically. Yeah. And he's just like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." I don't know. He sends her. Uh, she sends him a really shitty map. Uh. <laughs>
1: because she can't see. Um... I think, I think Terezi art is, like, one of the best parts of Homestuck.
0: I, I had, like, forgotten about Terezi art until I saw this, and I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love that he just says, this is the worst crap I've ever seen. Uh... <laughs> she's like, it's the best I can do. Um... But yeah, John is, John is just, uh, John decides to go with it. Which is a questionable decision. Um, we go, we get to see. Oh, oh. Uh, there's this page on 1581, um, where the, the way that the, the pages, like, uses to kind of go out of a scene, I was. I, I feel like there's something in this page that I'm probably missing. Did you see anything in this page? Because. When the when the story does something like this, where there's a bunch of uh pester logs, and then it goes out of the scene, it usually just kind of abruptly goes into the next scene. Yeah. And something like this is always to signal like to, um, to to call attention to something.
1: I feel like the framing of it, uh, especially with like uh the you're from a point of view that's like in the distance, but it's like not just in the distance; it's like hiding behind something. Very clearly, like up on this ledge, it ge- it gives this feeling that like John is being watched, and yeah. and we we have already seen a pati- a particular old man, <laughs> a particular Grandpa Harley. We we have seen Grandpa Harley roaming these streets, mm-hmm. uh, Glock in hand, <laughs> showing these monsters who owns the planet. Yeah. Uh. Like that
0: central shadow on the like on the ground, I feel like that should be wearing like the explorer hat, like the safari hat. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it feels a little bit out of place from the conventions of the story, but like it, it being out of place adds like some sense of uh, some sense of tension.
1: Yeah. Which
0: is which is neat. Uh, we go back to Rose. Uh, Rose's Rose's killing some shit. Rose going um, crazy. Yeah. Rose is going sicko mode. Uh, she murders an ogre. Uh, dunks it down the waterfall. there's the fucking really cool. Uh, like stylized, like art, art, like uh, stylized panels. like yeah. On fifteen eighty four. I I am liking that we're getting more of this this style. Uh, in in the comic with the action, and, like the kids more drawn more freely. Because yeah. it, it's always cool to see. It's good. Hussey good um, artist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it. This is like a reminder, of, like Hussy has made some cool comics before that like really utilize like perspective and motion in really cool ways, and I'm glad that more of it is coming into the comic. Especially like her like riding the ogre with the needles in its eyes. Yeah. Um. Pretty badass. Uh, Rose gets a contact from Dave, um, I was, I have in my notes, uh, with this log, I was gonna say, I, um, I am glad that, uh, the, it just occurred to me out of nowhere that I'm glad the Rose and Dave pester logs are, like, getting less, like, sexual, like, the, the the weird tension that was present in Act 1 and a little bit of Act 2 is like not as present anymore. Um, because I, I was just reflecting on like some of the awkwardness that I felt reading the stuff early on, and then now it's a lot less present. Um, Dave in this Custer log makes a poorly placed uh, Huckleberry Finn reference. <laughs> um. But the, the the comment he makes about uh, Eastern European raves is pretty funny where uh, he, he questions why Rose's house looks like that and notes that it looks like somewhere you would host like an in- Eastern European industrial rave. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> Um I don't not really a ton to note here unless you had anything to go
1: through with Yeah, the, i don't i don't I don't really think there's anything worth note going through on this yeah. page
0: yeah i I guess it says on like the the main thing I had to note from this is like what it isn't, yeah, just kinda too, it's just kind of two it's just kind of two like unremarkable characters from two characters from unremarkable dialogue from two characters that we are already pretty familiar with um. On the bright side, though, we then get some, uh... Some... There's there's some troll action happening. Uh... Dave and Kenia, uh... Have their first conversation here. Um... And then, I... <laughs> I had on my notes, I'm glad that the... That the Dave and the Rose stuff is, like, less weirdly sexual. And then, for this one, I have immediately never fucking mind. Uh... Because right at the beginning of the pester log, um... Can I is ask, asking, inquiring to Dave if he has any tips on how to converse with Rose, and he immediately says, I command her all right, I am like the pimp master hustle daddy of all snippy book shrews.
1: <laughs> Why? Kinda, c- c- kinda weird champ, Dave. Kinda... <laughs> This is, like,
0: I I think that this dialogue materialized because I was just thinking about, like, when I read this, I was just thinking, like, oh, like, I'm glad that Dave is kind of less of a 13-year-old misogynist now. And then he has to go and do me like this. <laughs> uh, Dave needs to take some time off to reflect and do personal growth, I think.
1: Yeah. Which happens. It happens. Later. We get to it. Later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Alright, yeah, alright. Um, the... Uh,
0: this, despite that initial weirdness this dialogue owns, I would say.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it... It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, can I basically once uh to get tips from Dave on how to communicate with her, with, uh, Rose better? No. Um... The, the uh... Um, Dave basically says to do irony, uh, more heavily. Um, I don't know, it's it's just really, these are, I think, watch these two characters talk is really entertaining. Um, because Kanaya is, like, doing her thing where you can't tell if she's being genuine or so sarcastic that, it, that it's too dry to tell. Uh, and Dave is, like, basically uh he he's still skeptical about the trolls um but he cannot resist uh like indulging Kanaya uh just the way that she approaches him um dave like he like immediately assumes that uh Kanaya like has a crush on rose um he says uh he after after assuming this he gives he gives advice uh, very straightforwardly, and then uh, signing off, he says, "Good luck, bro," which is, I don't know, I I, I found this to be really hilarious, uh, Dave, like a, a a good Dave bit.
1: Yeah, it it's good,
0: classic Dave. Um, I also thought it was funny that uh, like Dave assumes that Kanai is a boy, or like is is like, he calls her bro a number of times in here um and that it's like a reminder that like we actually didn't know the established genders of the characters at this at this point. Yeah. I don't think. What did you think about the uh Dave assuming that Kanaya is a guy uh in I, this fester
1: log? I I I feel like it uh for for those who aren't in the know, the, the Dave, Dave's going to have a little uh character arc involving his sexuality. Um
0: as many characters do. As
1: as many characters do in Homestuck. Um I I, I don't think well, I do think I, I, I Dave Dave suppressing his sexuality has always been like a big talking point in the Homestuck fandom. And I feel like Dave's immediate jumping to this person seems to have a crush on Rose, it's obviously a boy. I feel like there's something that can be said about that because you know gay people (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh dave's
0: being uh pretty like aggressively heteronormative here um i (laughs) he he breaks out more bros in this conversation than he does when he's talking about his brother um but yeah it's it's a little strange uh, but yeah. Um, there, there, there's like a, a couple of things in this in this section that like kind of start to raise like the the seeds of things that we will see more and more of that are like popular topics of discourse in the fandom. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I I also like it. it <laughs> and it's it, the, the the point here is also kind of further reinforced by like. Kanaya ultimately like his he's half right in that Kanaya at this point may or may not be like attracted to Rose. Um but Kanaya is not a boy, Kanaya is a girl. Uh so like be less homophobic, Dave.
1: Come on, Dave. Come come
0: on. Take some time out, do some personal growth.
1: Um
0: And then uh we next have the opposite uh scenario again. I, I like how the way that these pester logs have with the trolls been handled with uh Rose and Dave has been like kind of mirroring each other. Where uh Tavros contacts Rose um and asks for advice on how to like communicate better with Dave. Uh Rose um does a very Rose thing here and decides to just fuck with him. Which I every every time that there is like a big rose like character moment, I remember why I love this character so much, Because uh, basically she just abuses Tavros here um and sets him up to do a really embarrassing rap at Dave or to write poetry as she puts it <laughs> um, yeah i, I... I don't really think I can do this pesterlog justice unless I just read it out loud in its entirety, which I don't really want to do. Um, but she has some really great lines here, uh, like <laughs> she, like referring to doing research. Uh, in like this whole thing is like a research thing. She uh, says like drop some hard peer-reviewed motherfucking science on his ass. Uh, some seriously government-funded shit it will destroy him. Like she's just completely setting him up for failure and it's hilarious. It
1: it it's good. Uh this is probably my favorite Tavros content so far. Um <laughs> j- something about Tavros blocking blocking Rose and then unblocking her. <laughs> he sucks so bad. It's so funny. And then Rose just mimicking him it's it's so funny
0: rose parroting his own quirk back at him to make fun of him is it's fatal it's lethal i love rose so much um like throughout the entire thing she's making fun of him uh (laughs) like i don't know i feel bad to anybody who is like the, it might be weird for first-time uh, readers who might be listening along to be like, why are they shitting on this guy so much? And, like, honestly, the comic may not vindicate us, but uh, we, just, we just hate Tavros here for no reason. And it's fun to watch other characters shit on him.
1: It's good. It's great. <laughs> it's really enjoyable. Yeah, fuck Tavros. Fuck Tavros. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's get out of here. Let's, let's stop looking at Tavros. Well, in this <laughs> instance. I mean, this is the best Tavros content we're ever going to get. Yeah. Um, let's
0: see. Uh, Rose is contacted by Kanaya, um, who comes in, says, hey, Dave, uh, Dave helped me figure out how to talk to you. Um, and she immediately just starts doing like a third layer of irony thing here. Yeah. Uh, and this Kanaya Roast dialogue is so fun.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good. I love them. Um, the
0: <laughs> reading their dialogue can like really make your brain hurt sometimes. Just trying to decode what the end of them actually mean, but it is also extremely entertaining. Uh, Especially here where what they do is they go over like like Kanaya goes over the timeline of the number of times that they have spoken and the order of which they occur from both their perspectives. And I just kind of gave up on making sense of these. Uh especially at the point where Kanaya sends Rose a transcript of uh their their first conversation from Kanaya's perspective. Yeah. I don't want to think about the logistics of this. Um, it is also, uh, like, we don't get to see it, I- I'm trying to, remember. which, which one was, uh, Kaniya's first, uh, the first time, I-, I, I, I can't make sense of when, of, like, when the transcript that Kanaya sent, uh, Rose occurred from Kanaya's perspective, from Rose's perspective. Uh, but it, it makes the whole time travel thing a little bit more confusing because there just is the possibility that, uh, Rose has just copy and pasted the, the, the conversation and most of the rest of the conversation is like them doing mind games of what if I decided to, or to not copy and paste it to fuck with you Yeah. when we
1: have this conversation. It's good. It's. It's an interesting dynamic going on here. Yes, it's very,
0: very interesting. I am a huge fan. Uh I, I do like like if, if there was one line that sum like summarized uh the way that Kanai has interacted so far, uh is that towards the end she says it seems friendship for some humans is a basic aggregation of shallow and insincere hostilities. Which is just which is good. It's good. Um, Rose does, and then towards the end, Rose is a little bit of like, uh, I I don't know if she's doing heteronormativity or if she's mo- mocking Dave, where uh she accuses Kanaya of uh having a thing for him, uh and says it's okay, bro, you can admit it. Uh, which it strikes me more as just Rose doing irony and making fun of Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Rose also has some uh so so the, the Rose is also going to have to explore her sexuality at some point. Oh yeah. <laughs> um and the next page we we also see Kanaya and we in in the flesh.
1: There she is. It's her. Yeah. Not not yeah, I like Kanaya. <laughs> Kanaya good. Um
0: I I I feel I forgot if I mentioned this before on air, but I I I think we discussed the idea of um once we get to Act Five, like ranking all of the trolls in order of our favorite or composing some sort of tier list uh individually and then uh reviewing it and then once we finish Act Five uh uh redoing it and comparing our before and afters.
1: Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Shelf that idea. It's gonna, it's coming in like 400 pages. Get
1: ready for that. Get ready for the controversy.
0: horrifyingly close. I don't think I was gonna say anything that controversial. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're right. Um, and then uh, moving along. Uh, and then we, uh, we reach the, the, uh, the the fruit born of the Tavros getting shit on by Rose uh, arc where
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. This is the worst page in Homestuck. Okay. I would
0: agree, but Dave just saying don't care and then not interacting with any of the rest of it is probably the funniest thing that Dave has done yet.
1: Yeah. Um. The thing about this page is I, I, I don't I don't like I don't like throwing this word around, but I mean it as 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 whole and as and pure as possible. This page is cringe. This page is so. Tavros
0: is a cringe character. Tavros is the essence of cringe. He's a cringe elemental, and this excessively long page of him trying to do a rap is just horrible. Like I. I I know it is my solemn duty to read this closely and to bring it up and talk
1: to you about it, but I just could not. I I glazed over. The the, the nail in the coffin of how lame Tavros is is that his link to to Patico store does not work.
0: <laughs> Doesn't work. TinyURL.com com slash Dave Shirt no longer goes to the Dave shirt. Oh Tavros, you suck. I get like <laughs> continuing the train, um, like the <laughs> Like, there's more weird, like Tavros going out of his way to be like not gay though. In this, we don't have to like deep dive into it because I think that it will like cause frenzy damage. But I, it, th- 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 this is the this is the third in the trilogy of the care of characters being weirdly homophobic out of nowhere yeah my notes on this page are they just say don't care i fucking hate tavros and homophobic and that's really all i have to say on the matter
1: let's move on let's let's get off of this page let don't care don't care the next I, page is I, no, the next page is worse. You were wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. This is the worst Tab- page. <laughs> I hate this
0: page.
1: That's all there is to say on the matter. We're we <laughs> the, the page sucks. We're moving on. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh,
0: jeez. Um. Okay, I we're done with Tavros for the we're we're done talking about Tavros for until next episode. Thank God. <laughs> done with that for today. Uh, done our Tavros. Done our Tavros penance. Um, John. Uh, John takes the shortcut as described by Teresi, Uh, pops out a, a an oil pipe. Um, the bunny is nearly lost, but is saved. Uh, by by her by heroics. Um, John has a has a moment where he has like a. PTSD flashback, but he's just reliving Con Air as though he were Nicolas Cage.
1: Great, it's great.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, this <laughs> this took me so off guard when I when I read it, um, because it just it is just apropos of nothing, like the the pages just start having scenes from Con Air as big parts of the.
1: <laughs> of it's great. The panel. It's good. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a shame that the link to the the scene that's being referenced doesn't work anymore. Because it, abs- it is fucking tragic. That scene is so good. I love Con Air. Con Air is like one of my favorite movies, and it's not because of Homestuck. Uh, my my family used to like watch Con Air like at least like once a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always loved Con Air. It is such a good movie. If you haven't watched Con Air, please watch it, listeners. Please. I, I have watched it. I can corroborate. It's pretty great. Surprisingly Woke movie? <laughs> I It's been too long since I watched it to corroborate I, this. I, I, I watched it recently, and it's Surprisingly Woke. It, it says a lot about the prison system and police. And also, there's a trans character in it, and she just exists, and everyone respects her. Like, for an early 90s movie, it's, like, it's good.
0: You go, Con Uh... I, I, I thankfully um when I was I was checking some of the Hussey this page I was curious what he had to say about this page all he has to say is he adds a YouTube link for the scene that is not broken so <laughs> if someone if we if if someone could get in contact with Viz media and tell them to just like change the link that would be great
1: they won't do it they won't do it I'm pretty sure that's on the list of things that are broken <laughs> it would be extremely easy to fix it's there's it's still just on YouTube.
0: Um yeah i not much to say besides connor is a Connor's a great movie uh this this scene comes out of nowhere and it's in the comic for like literally no reason and it's amazing uh both of the trolls that John has been in contact with are harassing him at this point, and he's just he's just having he's just having a moment he cannot respond right now um <laughs> but he does respond. Uh Carcat is really mad. Um John is like this this is part of what makes this scene so good, is that John is like really uh blasé about the whole thing. He's like, I'm just having fun, what's wrong with it? And Karkat is just like flipping his lid. He's just super mad about it.
1: That's um
0: good. John and Karkat have a minor bonding moment about movies, which I actually really, really enjoyed.
1: Yeah. Uh, like,
0: the rest of this pester log is, like, a big chunk of it is John and Karkat talking about, um, movies. Uh, like, like, Karkat raises the topic of John Cusack, um, and he he brings up serendipity, which I've not seen, but apparently John thinks sucks. Uh, but yeah, it's it's cool to see like a rapport building between these two characters and how they maybe share a, a, a very specific interest. It's good.
1: Best um, bros. I, yeah. Best bros now. They both love movies. <laughs> I will now ship them because they both love movies. John Cat, t- setting sail. John Cat, real. It's here. <laughs> Uh, we do we do get a little uh, a, a a little droplet about troll culture, yeah. And, and it's that their movies just have really long titles and very they're very literal, names. which I think is great. There's just something about that. It's it's really funny.
0: Mhm. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I love the uh my one of my favorite like lines in here. Is like Karkat, like, uh, you like appropriates a, like a turn of phrase and he says, uh, before letting this earth Arabian you call a genie out of the bottle, which implies that trolls have a Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Troll Saudi Arabia, real much to think about. Chew <laughs> on that one. Um, let's see, uh, John mentions that Carcat, or that uh, Therese is uh, giving him guidance, uh, which sparks a bit of a conflict over in, in Troll Land. Carcat, uh, <laughs> um, like, Carcat says uh, if you talk to her again, uh, when she tries hatching more schemes, uh, tell her to polish my heaving bone bulge and set a table for fucking two on it I'll, for a candlelight hate date. Which is... I, I'm starting to really like the, the the troll characterization where they... Like, they're fucking with... The trolls are fucking with each other now or, like, you're starting to see a bit of the behind-the-scenes of how they interact Yeah. through the other characters. It's
1: it, good. It,
0: it, yeah, it's good. Um... <laughs> uh John like raises the the the, the concept of pasting in uh, an older conversation uh to which Carcat has a visceral response to um so he's he's not about that he's got to go Um John then talks to Therese uh briefly where Therese uh he 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 does he does a he does a little prank on, on the trolls, um, where he's like, yeah, car Karkat wants you to touch his dick, and he's basically <laughs> in love with you. Yeah. I, I, this, this is, like, I, I, the whole, like, prank thing was, like, kinda underutilized, You're, like, kinda just kinda fell off pretty quickly, but th- this is a good instance of, like, John having the room to, uh, to kinda exercise that part of his nature. Yeah. And it's it's pretty entertaining. Um, he 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 basically tells her to go and punch him. John John's better at trolling than Carcat is.
1: Yeah, it's good.
0: Um, Therese explains the plan, uh, which is to go into the Denizens Palace, uh, where it is sleeping and kill it before it ever has a chance to properly fight. Um, he, she, she brings up the concept of the ultimate alchemy, and then is like, "Nah, I'm not gonna tell you about that." Um, let's see. Uh, John returns back to his home. Uh, in uh, is part of the plan. Uh, and then we go back to the exiles again. Um the Exiles WV and AR are simping again. Horrible. <laughs> can't
1: stand them. I love no, them but I can't stand them.
0: It's adorable. They made a little they made a little garbage crown. They they collaborated to make a little garbage crown out of a out of a mailbox. Uh and it's it's very cute. It is. Um cute. they they present it to WQ um the pm notices uh is alarmed um and continues her flashback uh at which point we see uh her having an audience with the white queen um to which she recants her tale of chasing the package her uh her uh her correspondence with jade um and the 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 death the kill list she's been presented with and the white queen just kind of hands over the ring. Uh like to like like she just kind of goes along with it and it's like uh well guess you got to take my crown. P- pretty chill, pretty based. Pretty yeah. pretty cool of her. Well, I mean, it's in service of uh, the, uh to of like yeah, it, it I yeah, it, it it's very weird though. Like it just, just kind of happens very nonchalantly and then she says yeah go find the white king um and show him this ring to show that i sent you to take his his crown yeah um and then it kind of ties this whole flashback full circle where uh it does it does the thing where the panels look the same but they're in a different time with different things going on uh where the white queen uh Presents PM with the crown that the boys fashioned for her, and WV and I just have no fucking idea what the hell is going on. And neither the Serenity. Uh, everyone else is confused by these turn of events. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice to see that little the, the kind of the exile flashback thing come come uh, resolve itself. Yeah, and again, uh, raise more questions as to what the fuck is going on over there. Um, let's see, turn the page. Uh, we go back to um, to Rose in her land. We get some kind of solo Rose content where Rose's <laughs> attempts to consort with Jasper Sprite. Um, he just meows at her, and she does the facepalm thing, which is funny. Uh, but then it turns out that actually, actually Jasper Sprite can talk, and they have a really kind of nice little conversation here. Um, I, this was, like, one of the more emotional points, I I think, in the story, just because of the way that it's written. Yeah. Um, Jasper's talks in a really, really endearing way, uh where, I don't know, I, I've i said before, I am a huge cat lover, um, and the way that he talks is, like, kind of very cute, um, and, like, maybe not quite characteristic for a cat, but, like, I can, I can kind of see this being, like, in character for, like, as, as a cat, if Jasper was really loved Rose, um, like, this this, this would kind of be a believable interaction i don't know it's really cute um he like kind of does a little bit of explanation as to that there's a denizen on rose's planet um and then like he goes into this monologue uh about her role as a seer of light and what that's going to mean for her um and it's he kind of explains it in this like meandering way that he's really excited about um that I kind of found myself getting emotional as I read. Uh, how did you? How did you process this?
1: Um, sorry, I had another brain moment. <laughs> how did I process this? This this dialogue, just all of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I liked it. I'm a big fan of Jasper Sprite. Mm-hmm. Um, great character, sticks around for a very long time all the way up until the end, thank God. Um <laughs> uh I I I love the Jasper's Rose dynamic. It's it's it, it is very enjoyable to read. Yeah. Uh I think that's really all I have to say about it. <laughs> that's um, fine, yeah. I yeah. Um
0: Yeah the dynamic here is like Rose kinda softens up around Jaspers in this dialogue as well which, I don't know, is kind of a cat-like behavior. Yeah. It's, it's... uh, I I love cats, and even the fictional ghost cat with the tentacles that talks in a funny way is, like, enough to, like, open me up to having an emotional moment. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of dorky, but yeah. Um, I I, I, li- I just like at the end that rose also was is like very like she's like you're a good cat I missed you which is <sighs> yeah um <sighs> where okay moving forward um we have a, a one of these rare uh, jade and rose pester logs um with a between rose and a dreaming jade. Uh, where Rose comes to Jade and she's like, hey, I need help, uh, understanding what my Sprite just told me. Um, inquires about, like, waking up and how literal that is. Uh, Jade is basically like, yeah, it's, it's, the con- waking up is pretty literal. Um, she explains that the kids, all four of them have dreamers, like, or, or a dreaming counterpart like Jade does. Um... And that she has to there's will be process of her waking up within the within the uh, on one of the on one of the uh, kingdoms. Um, something that I so something I noticed in this dialogue, um, is that there's like a line, uh, from from Jade, uh, where where is it um she says uh you have like you're going to start finding out like who you are and what your purpose is um which I think kind of fits in with a lot of the other stuff read sexuality in this reading where we're starting to kind of see the theme of like the characters discovering their identity and like kind of coming of age creeping in yeah um yeah, I just, I just thought that was kind of an, like, knowing, like, where the story goes, I just found it to be an interesting line, like, to pick out. I don't know. Um, Jade uh, introduces that Rose has scribbles on her walls, similar to how John did a couple hundred pages ago. Um, and Jade says that Dave was supposed to tell her, but, uh, he didn't. Um Rose uh pesters Dave to get a capture of her bedroom, um and send it to her uh to confirm whether or not that that is the case. Uh Dave doesn't answer. Um Jade uh we get to see that Jade's in uh Jade while she's dreaming is on John's bed in John's uh dream room house his Barbie dream house uh and he, she's been like running on the walls of his bedroom uh, we go back to Dave uh Dave is kind of climbing the the radio tower on top of his apartment struggling to get to the egg uh we go back to John John is talking to Therese uh about the mechanics of actually getting up to the seventh gate Uh, through the jetpack. They figured that out. That happens. And this kind of all pushes us towards uh, John and Dave having one last conversation before John takes off. Where John uh, says, I'm about to go blast off in a rocket pack to to win the game. Uh, Dave basically says at the end, um, definitely sounds like you're fucking something up over there, but alright, later. And uh, John picks up Casey, the the salamander, and uh, blasts off.
1: Yeah. Um. Something to note about this this dialogue is that um. Uh, Dave says that it's been four hours, so mm. there, 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 there is now a another time disparity between, like, w- whenever we see Dave, like. If he is yes. shown, like, prior to entry, or, like, just entered, we, we we will know it is four hours in the past from John's perspective. Mm-hmm. So, more 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 time differences to deal with. But, John blasts off. Yeah, I was gonna make a note of, the, like, the time thing, because, uh, again,
0: it's kind of, it's pretty hard to keep track of, like, a concrete time scale in this comic. Uh... And basically everything through Act Five happening in like the span of a day is like it, it kind of fucks their head to consider the whole time scale of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I like that John picks up Casey <laughs> before blasting off with the rabbit. I
1: I I don't want to think about like the 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 concept of capture logging a living creature. It's the same thing as going in a pokeball. You don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what happens if you if you punch the card?
2: Oh
0: god!
1: <laughs> don't do it, oh, John! No, don't do
0: it. <laughs> um, bad thoughts. Uh, also, like when they were talking, when uh, John and Tracy were talking about uh, like unfucking the jetpack. Um, Tracy, uh drops that they have a master hacker on their team who hates the kids. Uh, but will help unfuck the jetpack uh, capture log code uh because the said hacker c- just cannot turn down a challenge. So yeah, I I I think I know who that is, but it it yeah it's there. Um, and the the, the capture log code for the jetpack is Pichu, which is a great little meme. Great meme. Um, I really like the. Panel on 1640 of uh, John <laughs> blasting off. It's good. Uh, um,
1: let's go. Let's go to the next page where we see Dave accelerate. This is the last couple pages.
0: of This reading are where shit just gets weird. I kind of like rushed through that last chunk because I wanted to talk about this little chunk.
1: Yeah, that this is probably like one of the most notable sequence of pages that. That we're starting right here with Dave accelerate. It just drops the it,
0: this floor drops out from under you.
1: Yeah, so we see Dave accelerating. He's he's now in the medium. Uh, his, his sprite is now prototyped with Cal nightmare <laughs> nightmare <sighs> realm. Um, he tries to consult with Cal sprite. He fucks a bu- He notably he, he before that he fucks a bunch of monsters
0: up and seems to be fighting alongside copies of himself.
1: Yeah, the the there's a there's obviously like like power jump with Dave. Like he he has seemed he's to master he, he's he's mastered some power. Um he's he's tricked out with like this cool suit, this sword, it's great. He's doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Cal's no help though. Cal 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 goes a little crazy at some point yeah he but verbally useless (laughs) yeah um
0: and then like was this is like the the last substantive page of the reading yeah this this it, it just drops out from under you so in this conversation this is between rose and dave um and basically with no sign like I we did the other silent like Dave is suddenly like super tricked out and stuff. But the context that we get from this conversation is that uh, Dave has been in the medium for four months. Um and uh he is absolutely sick and tired of dealing with Cal Sprite. Um they're in a doomed timeline where John and Jade are dead. Uh, John died due to the misguided plan to go and fight the denizen immediately because apparently it was just so big and strong it killed him immediately. Uh, John's failure, uh, meant that Jade couldn't enter and so it's just Dave and Rose here. Um, they discuss what the plan is. Um, the, the reason that they're still working here or... Well, they, they, uh, Dave, uh, suggests going back, um, which, you know, it, it's pretty, he's obviously got something to do with time. Um, he's got some time bullshit, so that's apparently in his capacity to do. Um, and Rose kind of raises that maybe she's not as comfortable with time travel as he is, even though, uh, it's the only way for Dave to, even though Dave uses the only way to succeed. Because Rose is concerned that uh, the instance of her that is talking to Dave right now will just be forced to persist in the Doom timeline uh, with none of her friends. Um, and Dave says, uh, the thing with time travel is you can't overthink it. You just roll with it and see what happens. and then he drops an R-bomb. Um, but yeah... The... This is... This is really
1: jarring. Yeah, this page is, like, heavy. It's... Yeah. The the tone of... The tone shift is, like, insane. It's nuts.
0: Like, what we said about the intermission and how that just escalates the violence, this is
1: just dark. Like, uh, two two <laughs> two Two characters are dead. Our... our, our, our our main character and and probably one of the most innocent characters of like all time. Dead. Yeah. And um, then 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 there's the concept of like this worry of like being trapped in a timeline alone as it's it's dark. It Yeah.
0: Yeah the The tone of the way that Dave acts here is also, like, really interesting to me, because Dave is, like, really nonchalant about this whole thing. Like, his main concern is that he can't get shit done with Cal Sprite, and he's just tired of Cal Sprite. Yeah. Which kinda, like, uh... It, it, it makes... It, uh, have you seen either Madoka Magica or Steins
1: Gate? I, I have not. I, I we know. Just
0: brought this up. Yeah, I know. Suppose. I know time things are involved, but yeah. So like the the spoilers. The premise of both of those shows is like the main character is kind of is like in a, is trapped in this situation where someone they care about very much is like doomed by fate to just have bef- something horrible will befall them, and the main character is just constantly going back in time and seeing what they can do differently to save them. And the way that Dave is, like, jaded here made me question if something was going on, like, if this is not his first rodeo. Yeah. it seems weird and out of... It it, it just seems, like, weird that if this, like, that... Rose is, like, concerned about being trapped in this foreign universe alone. And Dave is like, I just want to stop having to talk to the fucking puppet.
1: Yeah, and... Like we said, it's obviously shown that, like, he has, like, time powers. So, it... It's it's definitely like he's almost numb to, like, the concept of, like, danger. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it it seems like, in his head, this is just something that that he could easily fix by going back.
0: Yeah. Like, he's, like, just given up, almost. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he has given up. He He wants to... Go do it again. Um.
1: But yeah, like dark. It it's dark. Yeah. Which is why it's the last page of our reading this week. I was like, wow, this is a great, great place (laughs) to stop. I hate you. (laughs) Um. But yeah, like just
0: to pound it in, like the last couple lines of this are like, Rose is questioning, like what, the like. What the nature of self is, and like, what's going to happen to her, uh, after after this failure, um, and Dave just says like the true purpose is to make a sprite that doesn't make me want to flog myself raw with my own brainstem. Like he's just he's doing irony
1: to yeah. deflect
0: from Rose like having a real concern about like f- f- what what's even real to her anymore. Yeah. And like, maybe she's doing irony too, but like, she has a very real concern here and it, it, it's weird. Um. <laughs> Shit is kind of heavy. Oh yeah. It's a lot. Uh. What, what, what's going to
1: happen to Doomed Rose? Guess we'll have to find out next week. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> uh alas this is alas this is where we drop off um, This is where we drop off this is it this is the end uh yeah. we're, we're, we should probably like wrap this up pretty quick because we're kind of at the we're at the two hour mark of recording i know this is oh, yeah, cut down uh, but, we, there's
0: probably like a solid like 50 to 20 minutes that's gonna have to get edited out yeah uh, because of disruptions yeah uh but <laughs> yeah um it, it, in conclu- do you have any thoughts in conclusion to the entire scope of what we've read? Um,
1: uh, this week interesting things are happening uh yeah we're, we're, i I feel I feel it all building up to to I'm excited I'm excited mm-hmm. I say this like every episode oh but I'm, I'm yeah, excited. For sure because we're I've been saying I'm excited so long but we are like literally on the verge of like everything I've been excited for <laughs> basically
0: like I've been saying that as well um where like I've actually, like, this is like this is where homestuck starts guys but like this is introduced like the the doomed timeline is here now. Uh, this is a concept we have to talk about and like how that works. Yeah. The we're getting more of like the actual like character stuff. Like now that the trolls are here, they're kind of now that they've been introduced. They're kind of like there to help, like to be characters. Um, we have like some burgeoning like identity stuff being raised, like. Yeah, like we're seeing things here. And I'm so excited to talk about it in our next reading, which is what?
1: Uh I'm I'm thinking we go to uh seventeen seventy eight. That's what I'm looking at. That's a
0: year ass number.
1: It is. I I, I specifically avoided seventeen seventy six. <laughs> Hate America. <laughs>
0: Any, any followers, go to YouTube and type in that Hate America beat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but America is spelled with KKK instead of... I think C-K. it's just 2K. Is it 3Ks or is it 2Ks? I think it's, it's 3Ks. 3Ks. I, I, okay. I listen to it,
0: like, a lot. <laughs> it's a great song. It's our, basically her our entire political position here at AHP. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, alright. 1778, not 1776. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 1645 70, 78, yeah. Uh, I think that that just about covers it. I would say. Yeah. Uh, um. Take take it to the close. Uh. We really we really front loaded all of our banner today.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> you you've been listening to the the most awkward episode of a homestuck podcast. Um. I'm John. I I ruined this episode. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm Aiden. Uh, and I don't think this is our worst episode uh,
0: again as always uh, big shout out to all of our beautiful sexy wonderful listeners um, bigger shout out to our even more wonderful sexier uh, editor Alex and uh, we will see you next week with 1645 through 1778 see you guys later gamers <laughs> that was the saddest later gamers in ever heard.
2: America It's the only right thing to do